0: imagine the best case scenario your exact person that you want to win picture it see it see it as done this is the art of manifesting it's asking the question what would i love
1: welcome back to off the gram the show where we bring you straight into the trenches with us to help you live your best life channel your air girl boss and navigate the ever-changing landscapes of wellness and social media yay
2: <laughs> hey hey small but mighty uh, team here So today you have Amy and Megan running. What, 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 (laughs) uh, because with four co-hosts, obviously lives are bananas. So sometimes we can all be here and sometimes two of us can be here and that's just the way the cookie crumbles. So glad that we could Show up today because today is an important one. And I'm going to start off by kind of introducing our fabulous guests so we know who we're sitting here with. So uh, we're very excited for today's guest, by the way. Incidentally, Emily Fletcher is the founder of Ziva Meditation and best selling author of Stress Less, Accomplish More Meditation for Extraordinary Performance. A leading expert in meditation for performance, Emily's highly acclaimed Ziva Meditation Technique is a research-proven, transformative daily practice that combines mindfulness, meditation, and manifesting, the three Ms, to alleviate stress, build resilience, and heal your body on a cellular level. Emily started her practice in response to personal struggles as an overworked, overstressed Broadway performer. Her robust knowledge on the subject stems from a decade of training, studying, and teaching in India, with a focus on the ancient practice of the Vedas. Her extensive knowledge of the subject of meditation results from 12 years of training, studying, apprenticing, and teaching in, I'm going to butcher this, Emily, can you say the name? Rishikesh. There you go. In India, she developed Ziva as a form of meditation for those of us living in the modern world and is specifically designed to help people with busy minds and busy lives get a better life, not just meditation. So to date, Emily has taught over 40,000 people the skill of meditation and a growing roster of Ziva graduates include actress Jenna Duan, physician and 12-time New York Times bestselling author Dr. Mark Hyman, no big deal founder and co-CEO of Sakara Life, Danielle Dubois. She's also a former Off the Ground podcast guest. Bulletproof CEO, Dave Asprey. Love him. Good Morning America co-host, Sarah Haynes. Love her. As well as many Oscar, Grammy, and Emmy Award winning performers, Navy Seals, and NBA players. So Emily has also been named one of the top 100 women in wellness to watch. And we are so honored to have her here with us today.
0: Wow. That's a new bio and you did a great job with it. She's not a, she's, she's, she's that
2: bio. (laughs) She's a mouthful, but let me tell you, I was like, usually we kind of pare it down a little bit. And I read through it word by word. And I was like, no, I'm not taking one word out of here because this is all important as hell and impressive as hell. So kudos and welcome.
1: I have to say I have two of the M's, Megan Murphy. I'm like, oh, I got two of those M's, but I need to learn all three of yours.
0: (laughs) They will make you meditating Megan Murphy, and then you'll have three M's. Yes.
2: Yes. You need that. You're right now you're like manifesting Megan Murphy and like I'm here for it, but like you definitely could use a little meditation. I could
1: too. And like the second it says best selling author, I'm like, oh, oh, I just want to know everything. Yeah, yeah. Megan has a book coming out. I have a book coming <gasps> out okay. in February, so I'm, I'm slightly obsessed with you even more so.
0: <laughs> I will 100%, like we can take this off because I don't know how many people on your podcast have books coming out, but I'm 100% happy to walk you through every Love step. You, we debuted at number seven at, out of all books on Amazon. Oh my goodness. Um, I earned my, my advance in a year. We sold 60,000 copies. It's been translated into 14 languages. And wow. so I'm happy to like walk you through the whole oh step-by-step journey. Obsessed,
2: obsessed. We, we need a private Zoom. Zoom and I'll literally like Truth. like Megan and I, I will sit and listen to your ways. Okay, okay wait. So first of all, the, the first thing we always do on this show before we dive into our topic of the day is we have a little weekly catch up topic, something that's okay. been on our minds, whatever, yada, yada. So Megan and I were kind of like talking earlier and I was like, all right, I've got the weekly catch up topic because it's come up several times in my, my week. So different things are coming up that I've learned in quarantine that I can do, like things that I thought maybe I couldn't do before, That all of a sudden I'm like, wow, this is within my skill set. And then there's a few things that I'm still like, nope, six months in, still can't do that. So Megan, do you have any like big ones that I feel like you definitely
1: do? (laughs) Well, I feel like the one, I, I I had a real come to Patrick moment last night where I'm like, I can't do homework. I don't want to do homework. it's not I'm not a bad mom. I don't not love my kids but I suck at homework. I'm a writer, I'm an author, I'm an editor. I can't diagram a sentence. I can't teach a fifth grader to diagram a sentence. I got to outsource that crap. Um, so I've definitely had a and I call them my come to Patrick moments because like my husband can do a lot um, cooking can't do it. Patrick can't like, I'm actually more so learning the things that I can't do and kind of embracing them and be like, yep, totally can't cook. Yep. Totally can't do fifth grade homework, fourth grade homework, third grade homework, first grade homework. Can't, can't do it. Um, And I already knew a lot of things I could do. I'm just really embracing and celebrating all the things I suck at. (laughs) I think there's a certain power
2: in that. And I think that probably if a lot of people were able to let go of the things that they feel like they should be able to do, like I've been very outspoken and comical about the fact that like my husband cooks, I don't, and we just have a swapped gender role. I don't know if that's a 2020, like not PC thing to say, but like, yes, there still is the construct of a gender role around cooking, right? Like typically the woman can do it and the man can't. We're completely swapped in our house. And I've owned that since day one. Like I always say, babe, I have been, I'm a New Yorker, like born and bred. Like you did not marry me for my domesticity. I am not, a, you know, I had like Prada handbags in the, in the oven when he met me. He was like, where do you cook? I was like, what? I don't, I, like it never, the thought had never occurred to me. But I have definitely learned that not only can I do like little things like my own manicure and pedicure, but I actually like love them. Like, I don't know that I'll ever go back because now I've I've discovered it's something that that every weekend I like, Mason curls up on my bed, he puts on his tunes, I sit in my vanity, it's our me time, we take an hour, I love that time. So there's certain things that I've actually found I love to do. And I've learned how to do um, a lot of tech stuff that I never wanted to learn how to do, but God bless me and you, Megan, and all of us. Well, on the truth, podcast. this
1: microphone works, and I made it work. Ah! No, look, dude, look whose microphone works today and whose doesn't. I can't even get <laughs> mine to work. I'm like screaming into my mic. I'm like, what? What, up? what? tech setup? Yeah, there's
2: certain things I can't do. Like I still can't do my own hair. And you know what? I just—it's not my lane. It's just what not my mean?
1: lane. What do you mean? What do you mean? i as I twirl my <laughs> Megan
2: shaking her tousled. Mane. I just
1: wear pink glasses every day so that I don't have to learn how to do makeup and hair. Because really, you're just looking at my pink glasses. I know it.
2: Ariana Huffington was very impressed with your pink the, glasses. It's it's so. the,
1: it's the it's my jam. This is this is my hair and makeup skills. I put yeah. on pink glasses. I have hacked my life.
2: <laughs> Emily, do you have any that have come up for you?
0: Yeah, I think the tech skills is a big one. You know, just live streaming all day. The lighting, the microphone. We actually got we installed software so that I can... Do dual streams at the same time, editing, um, all of that. I did cook for a little while. I was like, let me pretend to cook for a minute. And like I can do it. I don't enjoy it. And like the second I was like, oh, it's safe to order, I was like right back into ordering, which is a bit of a guilty pleasure. Um, I was doing my own, I got like the Manny Me product placement alert. I'm not an affiliate. But you know, like Manny Me, like these stickers, and you they you can custom design like your nails, a 3D print stickers for your nails and you put them on and it's awesome. And they last for like two or three weeks. And that's been delightful, but I did get my first pedicure. What's that? No, they don't. Like you put them on before bed, you know, like a little alcohol. Put them on before Wait, bed. I and need they have to know, Manny, me. Manny, like I could me. get
1: lightning bolts put
0: on, or whatever I want. Well, I think they, the designs. I don't think you can custom your designs, but you can custom the stickers so they exactly fit your nails. Wow. And they have all different types of designs and designers, and they're highlighting women of awesome. color who are doing the designs. And it's really, I'm really into those. And they do, oh, we can do toes and nails. That out. So that's been a fun one, and then you know I cook for a little bit, um, but really I'm not I'm I'm not the domestic goddess. Yeah,
2: I've learned I can cook a little bit, but like the first or second time there was like smoke, I was like, well, I I, I mean I warned you, you know what I mean? Like
0: <laughs> you knew what you were life. marrying,
2: right? All right, Megan, let's move into the topic because me talking about cooking gives me
1: anxiety. I know, right? And makes <laughs> well, me We hungry. can handle that. Pat, what's for dinner? Um, so here on Off the Gram, we do our best to help people make sense of wellness in the greater context of the sociocultural landscape. And perhaps no week is more important than this one. With the election coming up tomorrow, we all recognize that so much is at stake. No matter where you fall on the political spectrum, it is clear that the world is turmoil, and we all are just looking for some peace and healing on so many levels. We are beyond grateful to Emily Fletcher for joining us today to share some ways to quell our election anxiety, including leading us through a brief guided meditation to help us get at least one foot on the path to inner peace amidst these chaotic times. Welcome welcome oh, and help us. Man.
0: We need it y'all. We need it. Cause like you said, it doesn't matter what side of the political spectrum you're on. Everybody's stewing in fear. Everybody's stewing in divisive news and speculation. I mean, the harsh reality is that, you know, it's that old line of like, if it bleeds, it reads. And so the more divisive, the more crazy, the more in, in, like, intense, The headlines become the more likely we are to click on it, and we've all become a little trauma desensitized. And social media people know this, news producers know it, and so it's like we just keep one-upping ourselves. And so you might have used to have gone to social media as like a social connection tool, or you might have gone to it as like a mental reprieve, and now you go on it and you're being flooded with, you know, fear and doom, and then you end up doom scrolling, and that has a real tangible impact on your brain and your body. You start producing doom scrolling. Doom
1: scrolling. I haven't heard that phrase. Wow, that really that really nails it.
0: And then it's like the worse you feel, you keep looking to the addiction to feel better and better. And then you're just like downward spiral, downward spiral. And so it takes some real discipline. It takes one an acknowledgement of if you have a social media addiction, two an acknowledgement that people are. Definitely trying to shock you into clicking on things and to keep your eyeballs on their page, you know, in this democratized media landscape, you know, people have to work harder and harder to get your attention. And so we have to understand that our attention is our currency. And I would argue that our time and our attention are the single most valuable things we have to spend. Our time and our attention are the most valuable things we have because we can't get them back. You can make more money. You can find a new partner. You can have another kid. But your time and your attention are finite resources. And if you are putting that on what I call the weeds right? On all the speculation, everything that could go wrong, all the problems they're out to solve, then you're, you're accidentally watering the weeds because what we put our attention on grows. And so the thing that I'm really beating the drum around right now is we got to water the flowers. We have to make a conscious discipline practice of putting our attention on the things that we want to grow. And the simplest version of that is gratitude, right? Of like, what are three things that I'm grateful for right now? And this is just a quick practical tip that people can use. If they're like, uh Oh, here I am. I'm just doing it this doesn't feel good and i'm still scrolling or i'm watching the news and it's making me feel terrible and i can't turn it off or i know how this election is going to turn out i can they called it they predicted it and i'm still watching the news and i'm feeling terrible about it just feel your feet on the ground take a breath i can teach a breathing technique i'll do it a little bit later and think of three things that you're grateful for it's so simple but just asking the question. What am I grateful for is powerful enough to change your neurochemistry. It is powerful enough to change the chemistry of your brain. And then you're watering the flowers instead of watering the weeds.
2: Oh my gosh. That is so beautiful. That Mm. is so helpful. It is so helpful. You know, it's funny. um, My husband and I, he was talking to me about something yesterday and it's something that uh, a, a spiritual guru of mine once used to call awfulizing. She was like, you're awfulizing. Why are you doing that? You know, you're really focusing on what could happen instead of manifesting what you'd like to happen. And he was talking about something and I was like, can I just uh, put it out there that I I don't love the energy that you're bringing into this. And, and it's by no fault of your own. I understand you're trying to work through the, the potentials of a situation. And he got defensive for a moment. He said, I'm just trying to be realistic about what could happen. I said, I understand, but you're sprinkling that energy around this room, like fairy dust. And it's and it's getting on everything. You know what I mean? Yes. And he was like, Yeah, you're absolutely right. We both took a deep breath and we just put the entire energetic shift into a different a different way of the conversation. And it just reframes everything. And these are the things, right? Because we cannot we can control the the election insofar as we can cast our vote. But we cannot control the overarching election, nor can we control the outcomes. So what we can control is where we put the energy and I love that watering the flowers.
0: Yes. And it even goes directly into this political conversation. Like, I know at this point we're a little late, but I see so many people talking about what they don't want anti this, you know, D this, you know, anti. There's, I hope this person doesn't win. This person's so terrible. And then we're just pushing against, pushing against. And again, what we put our attention on grows. And the harder you push against something, the harder it pushes back. And all press is good press, right? And a few people have that figured out very well. So it's like every time you even say the name of someone, that you don't want to get elected, it's giving it more charge. It's giving it more energy. So instead, what are you for? What policies, who do you want to get elected? Talk about that person. What policies are you excited about? Share those. You know, what are you doing to make a difference? Talk about that to inspire other people versus just criticizing and blaming everyone because that makes you feel awful. It creates a negative spiral. So it's a different way of watering the flowers of put your attention on the candidate that you're excited about. What action are you taking to inspire your family, your coworkers, your church, group. You know, you're, you know, people in your community that can't get to the polls. What are you doing to make a difference? And then it inspires everyone else to up level, um, which is way more fun.
2: So true and powerful. And uh, really, uh, really apropos, especially right now, I think you have the nail hit on the head. So can we just back up for like one second? Because what I'd like to do first, you know, I think it's funny the listeners to this show we make the assumption that they are spirit that they have a spiritual vocabulary and they may or they may not but most people no matter how spiritually grounded they like to consider themselves tend to say and I hear this from people and I say it myself oh but meditation is just the one thing it is just so hard for me to quiet my mind so can we just kind of like shoot straight about meditation for a second you know I want to know if someone's a newbie if you have any kind of best practices to getting started and also what is the difference in a few of the most common types of meditation? Like, Is there one that's better than the next if if you have trouble meditating?
0: Thank you so much for asking this because I find that so many people are energetically, emotionally, even spiritually drawn to this world. They're like, I know there's something bigger. I know there's magic and manifesting, but I can't clear my mind. I don't have time to meditate. And so I appreciate you just like, let's just shoot it straight. So I would say the number one obstacle for most people, like the reason why people think they're bad at meditation or think that they don't have time is there's two There's two misconceptions. One is that we think we have to clear our minds, right? It's like there's one dude out there telling everyone that in order to meditate, you have to clear your mind and we have to find him and we have to teach him how to meditate (laughs) because so many people feel like they're failing because they can't magically give their brain a command to shut up. And so the really good and liberating news here, and this goes to like, what's a good way to get started is to, to hear me when I say this the mind thinks involuntarily, just like the heart beats involuntarily. So trying to give your brain a command to shut up is going to be as effective as trying to give your heart a command to stop beating. It simply doesn't work. And yet this is the criteria by which most people are judging themselves. And this is why most people feel like failures. And then they quit. Can you say that again? Because that actually is the first time that this has ever clicked for me it's, it's massive. Like it's, it's a, it can, this one fact can be a total game changer in your meditation career. So the mind thinks involuntarily, just like your heart beats involuntarily. So trying to go into a meditation and be like, okay, brain, shut up is the same as like saying like, okay, heart, stop beating.
1: That's brilliant. You're, that yeah, makes so much sense gonna to me. Like you're I failing. cannot, I can't, sorry, brain. I cannot tell you shut up and heart. I cannot tell you to stop eating. Yeah. I got to figure a workaround because I can't
0: tell you nothing. That's right you've got to figure out a workaround and so instead of feeling a failure or like there's something wrong with you or like inherent meditation is inherently not for you that would be like saying well sleep is not for me it's like no it doesn't work that way meditation's for everyone it it, it can heal everyone's brain but the important thing to know and this goes to your your second question um is that there are different styles of meditation okay and mindfulness which is what most people are practicing on the apps the youtube videos the drop in studios is Those are all what I would call mindfulness. Anytime someone is guiding you through something where you are directing your focus, you're concentrating on your breath, visualizing your chakras, someone's having you imagine a waterfall. Anytime you are directing your focus, I would put that in the category of mindfulness, which is awesome. It's very good at dealing with your stress in the now. It creates a state change. Okay, now this is very different from the meditation portion of the Ziva technique, which is all about getting rid of your stress from the past all that stuff we've been storing in our cellular memory, that stuff that makes us stupid, sick and slow over time, that stuff that like just, you know, weighs us down. That's what we're getting rid of with Ziva. And so over time, as you eradicate that backlog of accumulated stresses, you can increase your IQ by up to 12 points. You can reverse your body age by somewhere between eight and 15 years. You can increase fertility, increase brain elasticity, skin elasticity. And so this is not just like, oh, let me feel good for 15. Minutes. This is like, no, you're systematically removing the entire lifetime of stress from your body, which is going to give you access to your full happiness and intelligence. So what
1: does ziva mean? Is it like your maiden name or is it a thing?
0: Ha, good question. So Ziva is a Sanskrit word that means bliss. It's also a Hebrew name that means one who is radiant or kind. And since bliss, radiance, and kindness are three very common side effects of this practice, I was like, I was gonna say, Emily, you're
1: pretty radiant. I'm just (laughs) gonna put that out there. (laughs) It must I be all that Ziva really meditation.
0: I've been doing it 12 years now. So I do oh, wow. twice a day meditation every day for 12 years. And, you know, I have a two-year-old son. I'm running a 15-person company. I'm going through a pandemic too. And I feel happier and healthier and more radiant than I've ever felt in my whole life at 41. And that is 100% due to my practice.
1: So what does your practice look like? When you're saying twice a day, is that a five minutes, 10 minutes, you know, two 30-minute sessions? Like, what does that look like?
0: Yeah. So what I teach people in Ziva online, so we actually created the world's first online meditation training and it's, it's a matriculation. So we build people up. It's not just like, here, do this thing. Like we go from five minutes to eight minutes to 10. And then ultimately, once you graduate, you have a 15 minute, twice a day practice. So that's what I teach in the online course. My personal practice is about 22 um, 22 in the morning and then 22 in like that mid afternoon, early evening. And I treat that second one kind of like a, I would a cup of coffee or a nap or chocolate. So, you know, when you start to get kind of tired, you get that hormonal dip where you're like, I just need to lay down or I just need that hit of something. Um, I gave a talk at the Google headquarters called Why Meditation is the new caffeine. And, And the short answer is that caffeine isn't giving you energy. Caffeine is masking your brain's ability to feel tired. Whereas when you meditate, specifically with Ziva, you're giving your body rest that is five times deeper than sleep. And so a 15-minute meditation is the equivalent of an hour-long nap without a sleep hangover. So it's like, oh, you have Wait, this hit but of Emily, energy. but are you like <laughs> setting
1: a timer for, does your body, like, do you have an internal clock that goes, okay, that was 22 minutes? Or are you like setting a timer on your phone and going, okay, I'm giving myself 22 minutes? Is it?
0: Great question. So a lot of the like apps out there are just like kind of someone guiding you through and there's a timer or bings or bongs at the end of it. And I get why people want that or need that if they don't have any training. Um, but a big thing of what I do At Diva, is that I train people to be self sufficient. And part of that is you trusting your own circadian rhythm. It's you starting to understand how to gauge the time internally. But the short answer is that I just have people have a timepiece near them. And then you just open your eyes and check throughout. And and I prefer that than an alarm coming up and out. Because even if it's like, oh, even if it's a harp, If your body is on a descent, if your body's trying to go into a wave of deep healing rest, which is what meditation is, and then a chime goes off, it can sort of rip you up arbitrarily from the depths of your meditation. And it gives you what I call uh, the meditation bends. You know, if you come up scuba diving too fast, you get the bends. Well, same thing can happen in meditation. So I actually train people how to time it on their own. Well, I do so want a time piece
1: because that just sounds romantic. I think I so need just a like time a, piece. Like a stopwatch. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you call it a time piece. When you call it a time piece. Um, Emily, can I can I have a confession? Please. I Maybe I'm meditating and I didn't know it, but like I have a standing desk and when I get really stressed out these days, I'll lay on the floor underneath it just to change my perspective. And I'll like just stare at the top of my desk, For like five to six minutes until I feel kind of calm and collected, am I meditating?
0: Great question. Well, first of all, bravo to you for taking a phase shift, a system interrupt. Um, I would say that laying down, changing your perspective, taking a moment for yourself without inputs, all of that is very, very good for you. And it is effective at a state change. It would be different than how I would define meditation, which is creating a trait change. It's healing you on a cellular level. So what I teach at Ziva is actually it's helping you to induce a verifiable fourth state of consciousness. So you're not in waking, sleeping, or dreaming. You're in something that I call the bliss field. And in that state of consciousness, the right and left hemispheres of your brain are functioning in unison. And you actually start to strengthen something called the corpus callosum, which is the bridge between those two hemispheres of your brain. So I'm a meditation snob, but I'm very specific about how. I define meditation. So what you're doing is awesome and I commend it. I wouldn't define it as meditation.
2: But I love that you commend it because I do that too. And I feel, I was reading a, an article in the Covetour the other day and it was like, since laying on the floor has become the new national pastime, let's work on some restorative yoga poses. And I was like, the new national pastime. Like I basically call it like going on strike from adulting. And I do it like at least three times a day where I'm just like, All of a sudden, before I know it, I don't even know what's happening. The next thing I know, I'm just on the floor staring. And I'm like, I'm on the floor again, laying here. And it keeps happening. But I like that you find it as as if it was a very specific, defined state change. It sounds so
1: graceful the way you say it. Well, and I have to say my 10-year-old daughter joined me under my desk the other day and we breathed together and it, and it helped calm her too after school before starting homework. So there's something to it, but now I'm going to have to add some of your secret sauce.
0: Yeah. Well, what you're doing would be what I would call mindfulness, right? You're, you're focusing on the table, you're doing breath, you're being present. So I would define mindfulness as the art of bringing your awareness into the present moment. Beautiful. Awesome. Really good. Just different than Ziva meditation. And the magic in Ziva and the reason why people love it so much and the reason why so many high performers are drawn to it is that it's not just a state change. We start with the mindfulness, but that's just the appetizer to get you into this healing cellular up level, right? And that's where you start to actually get an ROI. So you're not spending 15 minutes of your time. You're investing 15 minutes of your time. And for that investment, you're going to start to get Hours of productivity back in your day. You're going to shave hours off of sleep you need at night. You're not going to get sick as often. I didn't get sick for eight and a half years after I learned. I reversed my gray. I was going gray in my 20s when I was on Broadway. I'm 41 now. I don't have gray hair. I stopped getting injured and I started enjoying my job again. That was not because I was just doing an app to feel good for 15 minutes, that's because I was systematically getting rid of that stress in my body. And I love that you're doing this with your daughter and just to like quickly plant a little seed, a little, like you heard it here first, we've been in development for two years on Ziva kids. We've been working with folks from like Sesame street and Harvard, um, like Harvard child psychologists and it's coming out in January and I'm so excited about it. So get ready. Your kids are going to have some tools soon.
2: My I mean, my, we meditate every night with my son. I meditate every night with my son and. It is so beautiful. And actually, you know what he said to me last night? This is crazy. We finished our meditation and then he's like, okay, he goes, I'm going to put my hands down right now and picture that they're going down into white fluffy clouds. Okay, wait, actually, mom, I'm going to turn them over. So my palms are up so I can receive all the love from God. I was like, what? When, where are that, that was revolutionary. I was so impressed and
0: proud. Yes. They're so much closer to it than we are. Like the kids are so much closer to source energy. It's so much easier for them to learn than it is for us. And so I love that you're, that you're paving the way, that you're setting the, the example, and then you're allowing his brilliance and connection to shine through. Bravo, mama.
2: Thank you. Yeah. He's done it since he was like two. So, okay. Let's talk about the rest of us unevolved humans that have not been meditating since we're two. <laughs> so we're going to the polls tomorrow, right? And we're all freaking out. There's going to be long lines. There's going to be COVID concerns. Let's just say blood will be boiling hot, to say the least, for many. Um, what can we do in the moment there to stay calm?
0: Great question. So I would say before you even leave your house, I would recommend doing a meditation. So even if you're not going to like do, I mean, obviously people are going to like do the whole 15 day course in one day, but I have a bunch of guided resources. Um, there's like every week I've been doing guided meditation since March. So every week of pandemic. So you could choose any one of them. There's one for anxiety. There's one for presence. So I'd say before you even leave your house, do a guided visualization. I have plenty to choose from. We could put a link in the notes. I'll send it to you guys. Um, and then, so then you're like charged up, right? Like you're, you filled yourself up from the source before you even leave your house so that when you go to the polling location, you can deliver fulfillment. You can deliver bliss. You can deliver consciousness to your poll worker, to the other people that are there, to people who are maybe not voting like you are, to people who are sending out signs near you so that you're coming from this space of love, of possibility. And I would highly recommend that the end of whatever you do at home, that you imagine the best case scenario, your exact person that you want to win by which margin, um, you know, what Senate seats are flipped, you know, like picture it, see it, see it as done. Imagine the headlines in the newspaper the next day. Let's see how good it can get. This is the art of manifesting. It's asking the question, what would I love? What would I love? And then imagining that as if it's your current reality, and that's going to be much easier to do before you leave your house. Okay. Cause then you're primed and you're ready. And then once you get there, you know, if you start to feel the anxiety coming or you're like, oh gosh, I haven't been in around this many people or, oh, it's feeling a little scary or I might have to wait longer than I want to. This is a perfect time for mindfulness, right? It's present moment awareness. So let's say you're in line or let's say someone's, there's like an altercation breaking out, feel your feet on the ground. And I'll teach you a really simple mindfulness tool. It's called um, come to your senses. So you hear what you're hearing, feel what you're feeling, see what you're seeing, taste what you're tasting, smell what you're smelling. So simple. You're just using your five senses as a tool to ground you into your body and into the present moment. Hear, feel, see, taste, smell. The order doesn't matter that much. Um, but you could just listen, what's the loudest sound? What's the most intense feeling? What's the most prevalent, what's the most beautiful thing I can see? Can I taste my coffee from this morning? Oh, that person in front of me in line smells, right? So you're just like here, now, here, now. And then the beautiful thing is that our five senses ground us in our right brain. And our right brain is in charge of present moment awareness, which is always where our bliss lives. So it's like, before you leave your house, you fill up your reservoirs with bliss and fulfillment and energy. And then in the polls. You're just coming back to it here and now here, feel, see, taste, smell here and now here and
1: Your voice is so calming. I might not be able to run with this podcast because I might want (laughs) to walk. I might want to slow down and lay down. under your
0: This is a good one one to go to sleep too. (laughs)
1: "Mm." Okay.
2: So Mm. I am all for manifesting the best possible outcome, right? But can you also perhaps give us some advice or some exercises to do to help us find acceptance in those moments afterwards? So, I mean, obviously whichever candidate wins, there's many of us who are going to be left feeling... At best, disappointed or anxious, at worst, hopeless. I mean, it's going to be a tough week for a lot of people. And what can we kind of do to find some peace around that, regardless of outside circumstances?
0: Great question. So I would say one is give yourself permission to feel your feelings. And this might sound really simple, but we have been trained since infancy to not feel our feelings. Like, shh, don't cry, have a bottle. Shh, don't cry, have a toy. Don't cry, have a cookie. Don't feel, don't feel. And so we as parents, because our children's feelings make us uncomfortable, we sometimes accidentally or our parents accidentally muted our feelings, tried to muffle our feelings, tried to repress our feelings, right? It's like, don't be lonely. Have some Facebook. Don't feel fat. Have some spanks. Don't feel alone. Have some porn. It's like just wine, pot, just doom scrolling, Instagram, Netflix. It's like, we're just numbing, numbing, numbing. And now we have this opioid crisis, which is, I really believe a direct result of us shoving down all of our emotions for our whole lives. And so this is going to, it sounds simple, but I think it's actually very revolutionary. You have to feel it in order to heal it you have to give yourself the space and the time to mourn properly or to celebrate. Let's, I mean, let's choose that. We're all going to be celebrating. Right. But let's say you're in 50% of the country that will be mourning. Um, you got to feel it. And that might be raging. That might be writing. That might be crying. That might be calling your friend and just being like, can I just let this out for five minutes? Because if you don't have a catharsis, it's not going anywhere. It's just going to get digested into your cells. You know, I really believe we have an opportunity to learn our lessons on the spiritual plane. And if we don't learn them there, then we have to pay a therapist a few hundred dollars a week for a few decades. And we have to learn them on the psychological plane. And if we don't learn them there, then they show up as cancer, right? They show up in like the, on the, in the cells. And so it's just a lot cheaper and faster to learn our lessons on the spiritual plane before they show up in the physical form. Um, And it's not, just cancer. I'm just saying like it shows up in some sort of a physical ailment. Um, So don't let this external circumstance, add layers to your trauma, right? It's like feel it, purge it, journal, cry, scream, rant if you want to. And that just means like, say it all out loud. I can't believe this. And what are people thinking? And blah, 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 all your fears. Just let it out. And do it in the car.
1: It's a really safe place. Or maybe the shower, right? Yeah,
0: (laughs) yeah, exactly. And then you get that rant out, you get that catharsis out, and then you've made space to see the opportunity. You've made space to move back into manifesting. But what I find is if you don't do that clearing first, then it's almost impossible to not be manifesting, right? So like I have a whole podcast on this or like a lecture, which is like, are you manifesting or are you manifesting? And manifesting is like just constantly thinking about the worst case scenario. And so I find that if you just take five or 10 minutes and purge, then you create more space to actually call your dreams into your reality.
2: So that said, can we take five minutes right now and will you lead us through a meditation to help us calm the F down? Because I know I I have been doing this for weeks. Like I'm definitely, the awfulizing comes out. You may have just reframed everything in my entire brain in the last like 35 minutes. I'm just saying, but I need help. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners do too. So yeah. could you, could you maybe walk us through like a five minute meditation since that's where uh, most of us, myself included, are prepared to start? And should I lay under my desk
1: while we do it?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Great question. So I actually recommend when you're going to do something, especially Ziva style, I would recommend back supported and head free because if you lay down while you're meditating, it's just so easy to fall asleep and you already know how to nap. Um, I'm interested in you starting to access that in between, right, that in between the waking and the sleeping. And while I would so love to walk you through the full Ziva technique, um, because we have five minutes, I'll probably do a bit of breath work. We'll do a little bit of mindfulness and we'll end with a moment of manifesting Um, so to begin let's go ahead and close the eyes so to bring our awareness inside coming home to ourselves and I invite you to take a big inhale through your nose breathing space into your belly space into your heart and exhale through your mouth for the count of four really good inhaling through the nose for the count of two big inhale space around the heart and then doubling the length of your exhale through your mouth We can start to elongate this. Taking the biggest inhale you've taken all day, seeing if you can almost feel your heart expanding as you breathe spaciousness around it. And then doubling the length of the exhale. You're doing so great. Take the biggest inhale you've taken all year. And this time as we exhale, I'm going to invite you to hum. Just hum. We're going to sound a little silly, but who cares? This is helping to stimulate the vagus nerve. And we'll just do one more humming. So biggest inhale you've taken all decade. And we can all hum together. Really good. When you come to the bottom of that exhale, the end of that hum, keep your eyes closed. And at this point, we can just allow our breath to be easy and natural. So we're not forcing the breath. We're not controlling it. We're not manipulating it. Just letting it be easy and natural, allowing yourself to be breathed. Really good. Now, I'm going to give you a word that you can use, almost like an anchor. We're simply going to use the word surrender. 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 And I invite you to hear it like a whisper of an echo in the background of your mind. So we're not focusing, we're not chanting, we're not worrying about the tempo. We're just letting it dance like a like a speck of dust floating around the background of our mind. And it gets softer and softer and softer. Each time we come back to this gentle, settling sound, it brings us deeper and deeper inside of ourselves. letting it get fainter and finer, knowing that you don't have to resist thoughts. The mind thinks involuntarily. There's no need to resist noise. Meditation will not make you deaf. You can include everything that's happening around you inside of this experience. Just knowing that you have this beautiful anchor to bring you back inside yourself, letting it be so easy, so gentle. including any sensations inside of this experience. So if your heart is racing, let it race. If your mind is racing, you can let it race. Coming back to this anchor, feeling what's happening in your body, including all of it, accepting all of it. Giving your body permission to surrender to the chair. Feeling gravity, holding your body down, letting yourself be supported by your seat. Knowing there's nowhere you have to go, there's nothing you have to do, you can take this gift to yourself. Really good. So now let's keep the eyes closed. And we can let go of this word inside. Almost like we're gently cutting the cord to an anchor. And as we start to bring our awareness into the body, into the room, I invite you to think of one thing that you're grateful for. Right here, right now, what's one flower that you want to water Food to eat, air to breathe, the right to vote, a place to sleep, and just say, thank you, thank you, thank you. And from this space of groundedness and gratitude, we're going to close by imagining your dream case scenario with this election. You're imagining either going to bed with your dream candidate having won your dream Senate, waking up and imagining the headlines, and just feeling that sense of joy, that sense of relief, that sense of possibility. Just asking the question what would I love? How good can this get? Breathing in that relief, that joy, that possibility. Inhaling that into every single cell in your body. Knowing that this or something better is already on the way. And exhaling and letting go of anything that's not serving you. Really good. So start to move our hands, move our feet, bring your awareness into this moment, this room. And in your own time, whenever you're ready, we can start to slowly, gently open the eyes. High five, friends. We did it. Why does Why does meditation always make me misty? Like I always get a little teary when I stop. So that's a great question. Um, a couple of things can happen there. Two, one is that we start to feel safe, actually. When, when we start meditating, our brain starts producing dopamine and serotonin, which are bliss chemicals. And so it's the equivalent of like your mom giving you a big hug and you feeling safe enough to release whatever you've been holding on to that day. So it's not that your mom is making you cry. It's that your mom's allowing you to feel safe Oh, my safe mom enough makes me cry. Let me tell you. <laughs> fair, fair, fair.
2: <laughs> Well, let's say it's mom. like your
0: dream mom. Uh, but like <laughs> when maybe it's your husband, maybe it's Patrick, right? Like when you feel safe, you feel held and you're like, and you have a release. You know Because
1: I was thinking when you said the gratitude thing, I was thinking of my son, James, who had the most incredible act of kindness this morning. And I was so grateful for his kind heart. And then I'm like, I'm misty
0: now. I'm oh, so I misty. Yeah. What a beautiful thing to cry about of gratitude for your son. He has right? got, he's and got like the most beautiful heart. His little brother
1: was crying in cold because he was late to the car. He unbuckled his seatbelt, took off his jacket and put it around his brother. And I was like, I can't even drive the car. You have the
0: most beautiful heart. Come on. Good job, mama.
1: He's His his gratitude and his kindness and his empathy are boundless. And I'm so proud of him. And that's what I thought about during our five minute break. Thank you. Yes. And I'm yes. like, oh, I'm all misty.
0: Jeez, yes, let it you out. A sweetie pie. <laughs> Oh, so beautiful. And I love it when that happens. Like I really celebrate when people have any kind of a release in meditation. This was a joyous one, but sometimes it's sad for people. And that can be confusing when people start Ziva. They're like, I thought this was supposed to make me feel happy all the time. Why am I crying? It's like, well, you have decades of unprocessed sadness inside and that has to go somewhere. Or people will feel like, why am I feeling irritable? It's like we have decades of unrepressed rage inside that has to come up and out. And so our theme song at Ziva is is better out than in. I have like a nerdy rap that I do in Ziva Online. It, where it's do like, it. better Come on. out than in. Better out than in. Uh uh. Better out than in. Uh-uh. Well, well, better out ch- than in. Ch- out ch- than ch- in.
2: Ch- oh my god, I'm loving this moment. I can get behind this. I, I, I mean, if you can't feel, you can't heal. And I really, really like that. I once did a, br- a breath work class. Um, my mom, uh, my mom's Joan London. I don't remember if we've ever discussed that, Emily. But oh,
1: amazing. She
2: has this thing. She had it for like 10 years called Camp Reveille. And it was essentially summer camp for women. Um, she had like 100 plus women come for like a week. And it was this amazing moment. And she had this breath work class. It was, it's called Life Breath. And she did it every year. And I had done it a couple times before. And to be quite honest, I always fell asleep. And I was always like, this doesn't work because I'm like narcoleptic. But the third time I tried it, I actually stayed awake and I did, and I stuck with it. And I did this like 45 minutes of intense breath work, reclining. And by the end of it, I was so intensely sobbing. Like, I can't even tell you. And then the girl next to me, who was a friend of mine, Her hands actually cramped up in a very weird thing. And I was like, wow, we are having these visceral, visceral reactions. And it was fascinating. And I really, if that doesn't prove to you that there's something more at a cellular level and that there's stuff in there that we need to process, I don't know what does.
0: Yeah. Thank you for sharing that experience and for letting people see that it's not just a mental technique. Like, yes, we're using our mind, we're using the breath, but we're also healing ourselves. And so, you know, the, the, the hands cramping up is specifically from like holotropic breathing. And that happens because of an increase in carbon monoxide, um, which is very different from what I teach at Ziva. But what's similar is that emotional release, right? And that's happening because you're, you're self-sufficiently and in a repeatable fashion learning to flood your own brain and body with bliss chemistry. And so it's like every day tw- Twice a day, you're getting this huge safe hug, which allows you to process not only today's trauma, not only today's stress, but all that stuff that's been happening to us since birth. And that's really where you start to see this return on investment. Because the reality is, the less stress you have in your body, the more you're going to be able to accomplish. Like my book is called Stress Less, Accomplish More. That's not a mistake. It's because when we're stressed, we get stupid, sick, and slow. And so we have to go in and and clean out that backlog and then we get smart and we get fast. Then we get happy. We get healthy. Right. And it's uh, uh, it's like like you.
2: (sighs) Ah, Ah, She really does. She gives all the Ariel vibes. I wish you guys could see how gorgeous this, this queen is. And I can't tell you how helpful this was. I mean, look, all the prayers for all the best outcomes tomorrow, but like we can only control what we can control. And that is keeping our own side of the street clean and keeping ourselves sane, safe and happy. So thank you for giving us a few moments of bliss today. We always end the show with two quick segments. So the first one is a little lightning round. Are you ready for three very tough questions?
0: Ready. Okay.
2: Number one, morning or evening workout? Morning. Number two, what is your favorite workout?
0: Ooh, high intensity interval training.
2: Ooh, love that. Not what I expected to hear. I like that. And then the third, coffee, tea or matcha?
0: Tea caffeine and I are not friends. Nobody wants to see me on caffeine. I'm like (laughs) this and I'm a meditation teacher. Me on caffeine is like, you need to handle yourself.
1: (laughs) I hear that. I hear that. Um, all right, Megan, shall I? Oh my gosh. I can, I can do it. We don't have Heidi. Who's our yogi here today, but I normally go like this. Karma call and then she says that I say it best and she explains that karma is a Sanskrit word for action and if you could leave us with one action step for the week that could have a big impact what would it be? How'd I do? Did I do? T- did it's I? Do great, I uh,
0: nailed it. <laughs> karma call, and thank you for knowing that karma means action. It's not like a um, punishment. It's just an action. So I would say one thing you could do is find a meditation teacher, find a meditation style that resonates for you, and start learning how to do it. Like not just an app, not just guidance. Like yes, that's okay, but like actually start a daily practice. It will change the rest of your life and possibly even generations to come. It's that powerful.
2: Fabulous. Leaving us words. I can't think of a better thing because we can all use a little guidance right now. I know I definitely could. And I think that's also just true. I got to give like a little like second to that. Just saying, yeah, I'm going to meditate tomorrow or I'm going to, you know, do an app is sometimes just not enough. And if you keep telling yourself every day, I'm just not somebody who can meditate, then it's a self fulfilling prophecy, right? So mm-hmm. maybe it is signing up for Ziva, you know, looking outwards for a little accountability. You gotta
1: manifest that shit, right? Like you gotta yeah, say it out loud. It,
2: I think it's kind of like fitness, right? If you don't make yeah. it like a, an appointment with yourself on your calendar, it's probably never gonna happen.
0: And if you don't have any skin in the game, like it's like, if you don't have any investment, meaning that I've not carved out any time, I haven't made any financial investment. I have no one checking in on me. I have no community. I don't even know if I'm doing it right. I don't know how to properly gauge my success. You're setting yourself up for failure. And that's really like why I've created this program. There's a a beautiful community. Once you graduate, people get monthly coaching calls with me so they don't feel alone. And it's it's not just like a choose your own adventure. It's like every day builds upon the previous day. And by the time you graduate, you have these skills to take with you for life.
2: So like laying on the floor is good, but Ziva meditation is better is what I'm gathering.
0: You're picking up what I'm putting down.
2: (laughs) <laughs> well, thank you for being here with us, Emily. We love you. And uh, good luck to everybody. Staying calm, cool, and collected tomorrow. It's, it's a big week. And um, I hope you're going to go out and show up for your country and for yourself and cast your vote. So thank you, everybody, for joining us today and for listening along. We love you. And don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And don't forget to follow us on the gram at Off The Gram Podcast. We'll see you next time.